0: Hey everybody, welcome. It's time for Atomic Radio Hour, a post-nuclear podcast. A show brought to you entirely by my Patreon, by the Patreon. Link to that down below if you'd like to support in any sort of which way. How are you? It's episode 2... did I, already... did I say 240? Did I mess up already? I'm at 239. We're almost at 240. We're super damn close. How are you? I hope you're well. You look great. You smell alright today. Normally you're, you know, you're kind of fair to middling, but you smell great. I appreciate when you... It's not hard. It's not hard to, like, try. <laughs> you know, put a little deodorant on. A little perfume, if that's what you're doing. A little... cologne. Colon. How are you? Welcome to the show. Not a ton to talk about today. Uh, it's been super slow. I've had a week, man. This whole week has just been hard for me. It just, it feels like nothing happened. Too. Like, this feels like... Like, I, I always feel like I'm gonna come in here and be like, Oh, yeah, well, nothing happened. <laughs> And then, like, the end of the week rolls around, and it's just like... You know, they found how to replicate gold. Like, they discovered alchemy. Like, something. I do have something I want to talk about quick. I've, uh... Been looking at just games. I've just been interested in just, like, owning games. Like, not even to play them, but to own them. I have a friend who's been, like, slowly building a PS2 collection. They had a PS2 as a kid. And, uh... They lost their brother. Um... And when he passed, they got his PS2, and it was the PS2 they played all the time as as kids. And I'll play, like, PS2 games with them, or I'll watch them play. Like, they were big on Sly and what have you. So I've been, like, watching a PS2 collection grow and, and kind of, like, helping grow it and going to, like, retro game shops and shit and just everything. So much money. And, like, Silent Hill 2 is a $200 game. Uh, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle on the GameCube is a $65 game. Simpsons Hit and Run on the GameCube or the PlayStation ranges anywhere from $25 to $45. Like, it's just... And it's not like these games don't exist elsewhere. And that's kind of what I'm, I'm going to get at with this with this topic, this first little thing I'd like to talk about. Like, the preservation of games is just so... It exists and it doesn't. Like I know, this is kind of a a topic that's been beaten to death of just like Nintendo. Don't buy our emulators. Also, Nintendo. Hey, we're gonna put Super Mario sixty four, Sunshine, and what other was the other game? And uh, Galaxy on the Switch. But we're only gonna do it for six months. And it's an emulator, so just buy it. Don't don't do it yourself. Just buy ours. And like. Someone someone at at work when I was talking about this like looking at all these games made a really great joke about Nintendo and how they've like fallen from grace and it was like Nintendo's kind of like at this point is kind of like your your dad's girlfriend when your parents get a divorce where you don't really like them anymore and you're always wondering why the hell they're in your living room <laughs> which I thought was just a genius way to put it uh But, like, that's the thing, is a Nintendo console comes out, and I'm like, ah, this is going to be such a waste of time, but I'm going to buy it. I'm going to spend $400 on it, and I'm going to get maybe... I have maybe 80 hours on my Switch. That's my fault, though. You know what I mean? Like, I can't sit here and blame anybody. Like, it's my fault that I bought it, and I don't play it. Like, there's probably some... Whatever. So, these games are so expensive. Like, a box copy, which, which I understand as a collector, and the way Super Nintendo games were, you threw away the boxes. You got the box, you tossed it. I get it. But Super Metroid... Boxed up is like 400 bucks, which makes sense to to an extent, but loose it's 60. Like, I remember getting NES games and finding Metroid, and Metroid being a $30 game 15 years ago, 10 years ago. Like, what else did I say? It was like Legend of Zelda. Legend of this one made sense Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time on the GameCube. There's like a special disc that put it on GameCube. That was like, I want to say 80 bucks. That one made sense because it was like a promo disc, so it was something special but still playable. Um, like heart gold, soul silver, $130, $130. If you have a little pokey Walker thing, it's a, so like games are expensive. And what I'm leading up to, uh, is the story that Kyle sent me about Microsoft taking off. Sorry. As I was looking up the story that Kyle sent me, he sent me this thing, um, that, they're shutting down Knockout City. So, so Knockout City Twitter says we have an important announcement about the future of Knockout City. Season nine will be our final season. All the servers will be shut down on June sixth. We have more in store, so stay tuned. Learn more about the upcoming sunset in our latest blog. Right. So it it links you to like what they're what they're going to do to end end this series. This is a game that like was entirely just an online thing. Like I don't think they had any sort of physical. Uh, Thing that you could purchase. They didn't have anything that you could own, but you could pour money into this thing. My dumbass has bought the battle pass for Fortnite. There are there are rumors of Peter Griffin being in Fortnite, and I will buy that the day it comes. The day it comes out, I will be running around going, "Hey, Lois!" the whole time saw a tweet once I was like, the hardest part about growing up is realizing that it's not hard to do any of the voices on Family Guy. Literally everyone can do them. But like, here's this thing that I really enjoyed. I only played maybe 20 hours worth of even if that. We were the Bravo boys. Hell yeah, brother. But like June 6th of 2023 in the year of our Lord, it's just gone. Just gone forever. What if that's my game? Like, what if that's... There's some kid out there who Knockout City could be their Fallout 3. That could be the game that like made things seem real made it seem made things seem right who knows like i mean i'm just speaking for myself here but like that's a fun experience now there's no there wasn't a there wasn't a single player as far as i know so there's nothing to do you can't even them shutting down the servers i think pretty much means you can't even play with your friends which sucks So, what I'm getting at is a story from Kyle. Sorry. This is from Wario64 on on Twitter. He sends me the "The 360 marketplace is removing a number of games and its DLC on February the 7th. So, they're taking these things down, and not all of these games have backwards compatibility. Uh, Stuff like Assassin's Creed Brotherhood 3, 4, the Liberation. I'm sorry, Assassin's Creed Liberation HD. Uh, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, Ghosts, which probably have it, Castle Crashers, Castle Crashers, that is like, I think of that as like one of the Xbox Live games, Darksiders 2, Dark Souls, Counter-Strike Go, which I didn't even know was on there, Far Cry 2, Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead 2, again, games that I think of when I think of the 360, N+, Mass Effect 2, Lost Odyssey, Limbo, Peggle 2, what are we going to do, what is the society going to do, Sans Peggle 2? Skate 2, one of my... I just love Skate. I just can't wait for it. Witcher 2, Star Wars Battlefront, Knights of the Old Republic 2, The Orange Box, The Orange Box, The Orange Box, The Orange Box. Box. And, like, not all of these have backwards compatibility. And I I get that a lot of these games probably, if not are, on Steam or on some form of epic launcher or what have you. But it's like, what are we... Are we just going to hit a point where, like every every game is just going to retain its value to the point where it's like I can't even get a game on sale, I can't even get a game used. Like the lowest a game is going to hit is 45 bucks. And as someone who doesn't buy games when they come out anymore for various reasons, one of them being that I just don't think a lot of games are justified at 60 bucks or $70 as they are now. They take twice as long to make and they're two two or three times less fun in my opinion. I'm not saying this is a factual fact, that's factual. But like, what do you do? Like, what what, what do we what? Do we, like, you could download. I could download the entirety of the PS2 catalog right now on my computer. Yes, in Minecraft. It's a it's illegal if in Minecraft, whatever. But like, it isn't. Like, there there's some weird gray loophole that like someone once told me that you can like download them legally, but not. But like, I think phys- Like, there will be a day where all the discs rot, and that's the thing too. Is is what? How am I going to get a copy? Like. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom on PS2 is like $160. That's ridiculous. I bought a very expensive copy of Fallout 3 that's sealed. Like, I want to get a couple games either framed or graded and I don't care about stuff that's like, I don't care about, I, I so I like to collect things and I've heard that. The argument that, like, a graded game is stupid, and it kind of is. I think grading anything is kind of dumb, but it, that's the way the market is, and that's what you have to do. And I just like that you get it graded, and it's displayed, and it has a number to it, and it's in a database. Like, it's accountable. There's something in, the, in my 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 lizard brain goes, ooh, numbers and hard plastic. It'll collect dust. Ugh, yes, dust collection! Like, I just, my brain lights on fire, and I'm like, Ugh. But, like, I want to get, like, Simpsons Hit and Run sealed. I don't care if it's, like, a player's choice or, like, a red label. I'll buy it. Why the f is Backyard Wrestling 2 a $25 game? I kind of think it's the COVID bubble and it'll pop eventually and things will go back down in price. But I don't know. Like, Bully 2, 20 bucks. I'll pay that. I'll pay Bully to play Bully again, 20 bucks, like, now. Like, on anything, so why not just get it on PS2? So, Microsoft is shutting down parts of the 360 store, which is inevitable. But you would think at this point that it's all just integrated into one store. You would think that if I bought... I don't know if they had it, but you would think that if I bought a game on the 360 or the original Xbox, I'd be able to have that game on a Series X, or the next console, or the console that follows. But hey, I think the next thing Microsoft's really gonna do they're probably gonna do one more console, and I think they're what they're going to try to do is make a console that you can take apart and replace its parts, or they're just going to make pre-made gaming pcs. I just had like I think I think it'll just run off of windows it'll run off the most modern windows, but they'll just make a pre-made uh, rig that you can then swap parts out. That's the only thing I could see them doing because just we're gonna hit a point where consoles they're gonna go away, and I think it's gonna take two or three more generations, but they'll they'll go away eventually, and that's gonna be a very sad day. I'll cry that day. The day the consoles died. No singing, bye bye. Whatever. I can't fucking think of a parody of that quick enough. I sound like a moron. I'm very tired. I had a very hard week. I don't know what you guys are doing. What you're thinking about that? Because like to me, owning a game like half of the fun of buying a game back in the day was to buy the game. Like, come home from Best Buy or GameStop or Target or whatever. T- like, put the game in. Let the loading screen load up. Take a quick shit and, like, read the manual or read the back of the box. Like, I was very much like, oh, I'll read the back of the box in the car. And then I'll read the manual in the back. Like, I I found a copy of uh, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle on the GameCube. Like I said, I was in this retro shop. And I was like, how much? It's like 65. I was like, can you do 55? And he's like, no. I'm like okay, so like I just like I just I wasn't even to buy it. I just want to see what he was gonna say, and I was like, can I look at the manual? And I flipped through the manual, and I was just like, I used to carry this thing with me to school. Like that game, that's a game that I really, 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 really want to get like a decent copy and get it like framed or something and put on the wall because that game means so much to me. <sighs> the Chow Garden, but like what are we going to do? Like, what are we going to do? Like, yeah, I have it on steam, but like the steam port isn't the best port. And like, I've never played the dreamcast version and the dreamcast version is more expensive than the GameCube version. And just what, like, we're just going to hit a point where games are ex- inaccessible to play. Like I, I can't see, and I'm not saying that cause I'm like, Oh, cause they're bad. It's going to be inaccessible to play. Cause there's no way to get them. Silent Hill two is a $200 game. Metal gear, a fucking very expensive game. For convoluted writing that people writing that people always just overhype because they're like oh my god it's so deep I don't understand it and then Kajima was like yeah whatever blah, 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 blah. so make a movie thank you for joining me this week like I said I had a I had a hard one so thanks for showing up if you like the show I have a couple other shows going on right now uh, I would b- ask you if you could please check it out if you've made it this far into me rambling about videos James. Check out Kyle. I'm sorry, the last of Kyle and Vince. I always mess it up because I was. It's it's an offshoot of our other show called Kyle and Vince likes things, where Kyle and I both like something. We sit down, we talk about it. But the last of us show is out, and Kyle and I are big Last of Us fans, and that the Last of Us two like, and Fallout three are are constantly running for like game of the year for whatever year it is in my head constantly, and the show comes out. Kyle and I are. Very much enjoying it, and we would like to share some of that enjoyment with you guys. So if you feel so inclined, if you would, check out the YouTube channel. There's the videos there. There's uh so far, as of this episode coming out, there's only three episodes of Kyle and or the last of Kyle and Vince because there's only three episodes of the show on HBO. And we're we're big fans, we're really enjoying it. Uh we just got to recently watched two gay men do gay activity. <laughs> and we just we're having a good time with it, and it's an excuse for me to sit down and talk to my friend, and it's nice. And I think you'd enjoy it because it feels very much just like two friends talking about something. So check it out. Also, like while you're down there in the description checking things out, check out the Patreon. This show is completely fan funded. Check out all the other links. There's a Twitch down there. I do it f- six times a year. Check it out. But speaking of the Patreon and and your support and what have you. The best way to support is just by sharing this around and showing it to your friends and being like, yo, check out this guy who likes to yell on the internet. If you check out the Patreon and you feel so inclined to throw a couple bucks my way, I appreciate it. And because of the people who do, I have to thank them. So starting off first, I have to thank the OG Noah. Thank you, Noah. After Noah, I have to thank Danny. Thank you, Danny. After Danny, I have to thank Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. After Marcus, I have to thank TP. Thank you to TP. And last but certainly not least, I have to thank Mellow Millhouse. Like I said, the show is completely fan funded because of you guys. I can continue to do this and make the show bigger and better. I love you very much. Now, every week, I ask a question in the Discord. And I say, hey, what's this? What's that? I'm thinking of a that word or a this thing. And the first person who gets it or picks something that tickles my fancy that I choose gets to pick this week's lore. Uh, this one, I kind of was thinking about what's, what's your, what's your favorite console? Last week I said what's one of your favorite toys from your childhood. And this week was what's your favorite console? And, I'm a sucker for the Wii. I know I just got done complaining about the Nintendo, but there's the, the that era of the Wii. I was in fourth grade. I remember because this kid was like, my family got me the Wii last night. And I would be like, what the fuck? you're not so cool. This just looks like a baby's toy anyway. It's fucking like a penis. It's like in your hand, a controller. What do you, you yeah. I was, I was freaking, I was nine, ten, if that. Uh, so just, wii sports like every once like i go to this retro game shop and all of a sudden here i'm very dehydrated and like i like like a puppy i'm like what's that huh 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 little timmy's in the what in the well like i just i want to play wii sports at all times that's another one like i know how hard it is to find a copy of wii sports like, you can't get them sealed or anything, but, like, it's, like, a, a 49 dollars game, a $50 game. That's crazy. It's the greatest game ever made. That's, like, another one I'd like to get framed. Whatever. Anyway. Anyway. Mr. Tom Flood hit me with their favorite console being the Wii. They just had so many fond memories of playing the Lego games and Wii Sports and Wii Sports, man. It just always gets me. So I hit Tom Flood and I said, hey, man, what do you want to hear for this week's lore? And they hit me with the ever-incredible, the ever-fantastic Fallout New Vegas. Who doesn't want to talk about Fallout New Vegas all the time? I'll tell you who. Someone not to be trusted. All right? So Tom Flood goes, what about Prim or Prim Slim? And I'll be honest. I don't talk about Prim Slim all that much. But I want you to know that that, that this is a Prim Slim fan channel. Like, everything that I do in my life is for Primothy Slimothy. So what about just Prim? Just the town of Prim. So if you want to hear any lore, and I mean any lore whatsoever, make sure you're in the Discord. Because once a week I'll ask a question, the first person to get the question right. Or if someone leaves it in a YouTube comment, you guys get to pick lore for the week. And this week's lore, coming to us, by way of Mr. Tom Flood in the Discord, is on Fallout New Vegas's town of Prim. Prim, a small town in the Mojave in 2281. Uh, The loading screen, a loading screen in New Vegas uh, says, and I quote, often the first place NCR travelers stop after the Mojave outposts. Prim is also where lots of folks realize they left New Vegas with barely enough money to make the long trek back to the hub. End quote. All of my lore comes from fallout.fandom.com. The Nucopedia, if you will. Now, pre-war, it's part of Clark County, Nevada. I don't know much about Nevada. Apparently, I was in Nevada as a baby for like two weeks. Uh, Henderson, Nevada, right outside of Vegas. And I loved it. But I was a baby, so I don't remember it. It's a small resort town. I, it, it slowly had the reputation of being a budget version of Vegas, like a cheap version of Vegas, which I always thought was Reno? But this is prim. It also connects Los Angeles to Las Vegas via Interstate 15. It had numerous attractions. The Vicky and Vance Casino, uh, which is essentially just a casino based around the mythology of the Southwestern version of Bonnie and Clyde. These two... uh, You meet, like, the Vicky and Vance knockoff in New Vegas those people in that shed. And I always kind of took them as like bumbling fools. So I don't know if the real Vicky and Vance, I don't even know if the real Vicky and Vance are real. There's also the Bison Steve Casinos and Hotel, one of the few places where you could find a pre-war hat, a bonnet, pre-war bonnet in New Vegas. It's just so ingrained into how I play the game that if I actually like do the main story and don't try to cut through those Cazador nests, I just go right there and take out the Bison Steve, somewhere where I wish was a little more developed in the sense that you can take out all of the powder gangers inside, which I'll get to the powder gangers in a moment, and then kind of use that casino or that hotel or something. There's also a rickety old roller coaster known as El Diablo. Vegas apparently has a ton of roller coasters, like like way more than you'd think there there would be. Like it's like, I want to say like more than 10. Like, I would have never thought that Vegas as a city would have rollered coasters, let alone that many of them. Now, post-war, most of the town's luster wore off because the bombs had fallen and people didn't really have the need to gamble. They had the need to survive. Uh, But by the 23rd century, most of this had started to come back a little bit. The NCR began its expansion eastward, and Prim became a... Promising trade town. Somewhere where you could trade. Redundant, I know. But it's somewhere that they could have set up shop. It could have been a a huge asset to the NCR. There could have been a uh, post that's there. Just something else that goes from one station to another, and, you know, land is always a good thing to have when you're an empire. It, it, was, it was promising as a trade town, not just for the NCR military, not just for the NCR as a whole, but also just civilians, just normal people. You can get a casino up and running, hey, you know, I have 200 caps, May, take that 200, turn it into 4, these are Vegas dreams, take, turn it into 4, go to New Vegas, then you can go gamble. You can really strike it rich in New Vegas. Now, Fallout New Vegas, I didn't know this until I, I did the research. Again, all of my lore comes from fallout.fandom.com. And I did, like I said, I didn't know this until I, I started doing this. New Vegas starts on October 11th of 2281. I knew 2281. I didn't know October 11th. But in September of 2281, the NCRCF outbreak occurs. I talked about the NCRCF a little while ago. And they had the outbreak. Everybody runs out of the NCRCF. Uh, they they do a total takeover, and the NCR is defeated by fools <laughs> with with gun, shitty guns and dynamite. That they stole. And uh, the newly founded powder gangers rush into the town, killing the sheriff and his wife in their sleep and taking hold of the town. So now these toddlers are now in charge. These kindergarten, these second graders, I keep trying to give them a little bit of credit. These fourth graders, let's put them there. These fourth graders are now taking like pre-college class. They're taking like, um, like pretty much senior high school classes. And they're running a town. And any of the residents that already lived in the town took refuge in the Vicky and Vance Casino. That's where you can find my boy Prim. Slim. They had a decent amount of supplies that they could last for an amount of time. And like I said, that happens in, I'm assuming, late September of 2021 because New Vegas starts on October 11th. So, you know, maybe the last few days, the last week, and they have enough provisions for two weeks, maybe three uh, they they are all they're all hold they're all holed up inside of the Vicky and Vance casino. They have the provisions to survive, but they don't have any of the supplies to take the town back. Uh, there's a few people that get that get out of the town, one of them being Samuel and Michelle Kerr. These two traders from Prim wound up making their way to the 188 trading post. Now Prim is a town. It has the ability to become a very big town. It has a casino, a hotel, shops, a courier station, and a sheriff, which is unlike Nipton. I'm not going to say that the town of Nipton could have been saved if it had a sheriff, but it would have had a little more structure to it. Maybe the Legion couldn't have walked in so easily and started a lottery. Now, because the Powder Gangers are in complete control of Prim, the town of Prim becomes lawless. The Powder Gangers no longer allow caravanners to progress down I-95, the long, f- or 95, excuse me, the long 15, I-15, because they're just stopping them. They're taking the, the caravan's stuff. And the Bison Steve becomes their HQ, not because they had a plan, but because they were just there. Now, there's also the first company of the 5th Army Battalion, which is a small tent on the outskirts of the town that is just keeping an eye on the Powder Gangers very 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 bureaucracy tinged little story to be told here where the the person who's in charge of that can't overtake the town and claim it for the ncr because they don't have enough men and they don't have enough guns it's a tent of like three people and they can't enact justice i don't want to say enact justice because the ncr is very gray are they good are they bad well you know, they can bring resources. Yeah, but you're going to tax the illiterate? Like, it's very much that. The man in charge of uh, the 1st Company, 5th Battalion, says all he needs. Hey, says all he needs is... He needs, like, a squad. He needs, like, a squad. He could, like, rush in, take over the town, and be done with it. And this is also the powder gangers. These are the dudes who were just, like, and broke out of the of the NCRCF. A win against them is a win for the NCR and could boost morale, especially after Bitter Springs with uh, Camp Forlorn Hope, like all that. Like, you could boost a ton of morale by saying, hey, we took one back from the powder gangers. And especially now that Nipton is completely lost, uh, it, it's a burned out town, it could be a huge boon for the NCR to have another stop on I 15. But they don't have enough men. Prim is a very fun town. It's a very neat idea. It's where you find everybody's favorite boy Eddie, as well as Prim Slim. Yahoo. But you know, Eddie is arguably the best. Mm, Boone is better. Sorry, one of the best top three companions in New Vegas is Eddie. Boone, Eddie, Rex. No, uh, no order. When would I say sacrosanct? Can't fight me. You can leave it in the comments. I don't care. Uh, Not that I don't care about your opinion. I care about your opinion. I don't care that I'm wrong, is what I'm saying. I love you. I don't really have any notes. It's, it only ever is mentioned in New Vegas. Uh, The rep for Prim was completely taken out of the game. On screen, most likely, is the little rep for Prim symbol. Uh, But also, Josh Sawyer said that Prim was very memory intensive. It used an incredible amount of RAM, and they had to downsize it because of it, and he found that to be regrettable. I like Primalot. I like the little towns that you find on your way to Vegas. Uh, they're kind of stepping stones of civilization that leads you into what mankind truly is destined to be—a bastion of greed, a, gra- a bastion of vice, a bastion of the rule of threes. That, my friends, is this week's lore. Uh, hey guys. I oh, hope that wasn't too much. I'm sorry if it was. Have you been? It's that time of year again, I think. I think it's starting to I think the, I think the season is starting to creep up and it's friend uh depression. I think seasonal depression is upon us. For me at least. I can't speak for all of us. I think it's here. I think it's queer. I gotta get used to it. I just I don't know, music's not feeling the same anymore. I kind of feel like I'm slogging through things. I just had a hard week, too. It could just be a hard week. It's one of those, like, you ever see that? It's a tweet that I see every now and again, or it's like a tweet that's like an Instagram caption that's, like, taken and then put on Facebook and then screenshot it and then put into a TikTok video. And then that's screenshot it put on a Snapchat. And then the Snapchat's put onto a fucking Vine and the Vine's put onto a Twitter again. And it's just, like don't listen to yourself after 10 PM. Like anything that your brain says to you about yourself after 10 PM is not good enough. But when you're not sleeping enough the 10 PM goal line gets pushed forward more and more. So it becomes nine, it becomes eight, becomes seven, so on and so forth. And I just had a week and this whole week, weekend is I'm recording this on a Thursday. I had, I had to take care of something on a Wednesday. It was not, it was, I went out with a friend for their birthday, but, um, it's it's just it comes to like this whole i'm not complaining about that i don't want that to come off like i'm complaining about that but it's it's one of these like you know you got to take care of yourself and i don't i don't feel like i have the adequate time and i was just getting like an ear beating at work the other day saying that i wasn't doing my job correctly and like that bothers me because i know that i do my job correctly like not many things bother me until you call me a liar like you could say foul shit about me it usually doesn't hurt I don't want to like, you know, I'm not, I'm not challenging anybody, but it usually doesn't hurt. Like I'm very, I feel like I have very tough skin. I learned at a very young age. Like that's if someone's opinion of you is not who you are, who you are is who you are. And as long as you're trying to be a better person, then you won. And like, I don't know. It just bothered me because I've been, we, so I don't work an intensive job. I work at like a data entry fucking piece of shit job. Right. And they switched our system that we use a few months ago and we've been telling them for a very long time that the system doesn't work. And then they yell at you saying that you're not doing enough. And I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it, but you don't see it because the system is broken. I understand that other people are able to put out a number of things, a number of, of, of of what, of, of entries that you need to do, but there's two ways to do your job, and it's the right way and the wrong way. And I want to do it the correct way. I want to do it the right way. I think there's there's a... Like, I'm not one of these, pull yourself up from your bootstraps and work harder, young fella. You got soft hands. Not one of those types. I understand what I'm being taken advantage of. And I think most of America, most of the American working force is being taken advantage of. And it's just one of those, like, you could, you just listen to me. Just You don't even have to agree with me. Just listen to me. Just listen to me and just go, okay, I hear you. That's it. Like, you don't have to be like, like, you'd bring these comments and go, no, you're just doing it wrong. Like, that's how you win hearts and minds. You catch more, you catch more flies with honey than you do vinegar. You know what I mean? Like, so I just, I've had that and just, you know, again, when the goalpost of 10 p.m. keeps moving forward, your inadequacies or your perceived inadequacies, I should say, become more and more apparent. And I'm not saying that they're true, but they're perceived. So if you are insecure about say I don't know the fact that you don't wear cool socks like oh god I have all these clothing I have all these clothing that's not even correct I have all of this clothing and I don't have any cool sock I only have white and black and navy like 10 o'clock rolls around your brain's tired you're tired you need rest you need relaxation and your brain's gonna go hey you don't have cool socks Buckaroo And you start the spiral And I just think like It's that time of year It's I've been waking up It's like negative 15 Every morning like three mornings Well that would be the whole week Because today's Thursday (laughs) You know what I mean though Like the past few days Has just been incredibly cold Tomorrow's gonna be like 56 Almost 60 degrees At one point So, uh, you know, the sun is starting to stay out later. The vitamin D levels are soon to increase. I should probably take a B12 every now and again. But just, how are you guys doing? How are you affected by the winter months? Spring can never come soon enough. And spring is in like a month. Yeah, like a month and a half, I think. I don't know. I just know Biggie died in March. I just it's that time. It feels like that time here. I'm about to thinking about visiting a friend soon. Maybe getting to do some cool shit. And it's just one of those things. It's just like, you know, you got to keep active. You have to keep moving. You have to keep you know like 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 the podcasts that I do are creative endeavors. The creative outlooks are something that keeps me on my toes. I've like I've said multiple times here before. I've learned a skill. I've learned how to edit. Um, I've had to learn how to entertain by myself. I it's it's you know, when you have somebody to work off of, when you have somebody to do essentially like a straight man act with, you know, it lightens the load. That's why these episodes are shorter. Uh, because when I had a co-host, we could do 50 minutes. We could do an hour and 10 because I had someone to talk to. When it's just me, I can only imagine what my neighbors think. I just do this and then play very loud, very aggressive rap music. And then like one Marvin Gaye song and then back to just, I'll kill a bitch quick. Slice her throat. Ripper wrists, like just—I I mean, I don't listen to like horrorcore but I'm just the uh, examples. So it's just we're hitting that point, and when I hit this point, I know what I do, I know how I act, I know how I can be, especially when I feel like I'm being mistreated at work. And my normal go-to thing is to spend money, which isn't right, and I don't spend an exuberant amount of money, but I'll buy like a poster for the for the poster wall, or I'll I'll. Buy a little little action figure for the Fallout shelf, and like I'll buy, I'll go out to dinner, like one extra night, like just just little things like that. But you know, I don't know where you live, but in the U.S., uh, the average grocery bill has gone up ten percent. I'm sorry, no, it's not the average grocery bill has gone up ten percent. That I could deal with. It's the average item has gone up ten percent, which doesn't sound like a lot if you're buying a dollar thir- something that's a dollar thirty a year ago is now. Uh, a dollar forty-three. About? Uh, probably. That sounds right. Because it'd be thirteen cents, right, for a dollar thirty. I was. I was not. I was a. I was a. Reading, writing, or arithmetic was never my thing. So if I'm probably wrong. Anyway, what I'm saying is, you know, it doesn't seem like a lot. But I went to go buy like a nine-dollar thing, a chicken breast, and the nine-dollar thing, a chicken breast, now cost me damn near 13 and that adds up and it's just like I'm just trying to live just trying to survive I'm not asking for I'm not asking for the moon man I'm not asking for like all of the riches in the west side of Baghdad I'm asking for just living and it just hits that point being an adult is not something any of us asked to do but we're here to do it and we have to do it and we I feel like I feel like even though you don't want to do things sometimes there's like a certain sense of pride that comes with it. Like anytime I had friends that were going through a, a depressive bout, I would always tell them like, the best thing you could do for yourself is take a shower. You don't even have to wash, turn the shower on, get it nice and hot and stand there doesn't even have to be long. Five minutes. But it just feels like you've accomplished something. I keep trying to keep these things in mind. I keep trying to move forward and just do these things. It's very Sisyphusian. It's very just keep pushing the boulder up the hill. And eventually you'll learn to love pushing the boulder once again. But right now is not that time. You have to remember why you love pushing the boulder. That's what you do. That's the whole. That's like life, man. That's really what it is. Life should be about making other people smile. So, you know, maybe if you're not smiling right now or if I'm not smiling right now, Somebody else is somewhere, and they're having a good time. And how can I be mad if somebody else is having a good time? Just some things that have been on my mind lately. Thank you for joining me. My name has been Vince. I'm the host of Atomic Radio Hour, the post-nuclear podcast episode. This has been episode 239. I love you very much. Thank you for sticking around. In the description is the link to the intro music by the one and only Shane Ivers. dot. So, excuse me servermansounds.com slash free music for all of his heaters but the song that is the intro and should be playing at this very moment is called Feather Duster uh, thank you again to the Patreon if you'd like to support please seriously check us out it would mean the world to me there's also a uh, Redbubble down there if you want to help out you want to support in a smaller monetary way there's links to all the socials my social the show social Kyle social uh, come check it out thank you for being here I love you very much and I will see you Next week. Bye, everybody. Atomic Atomic Radio Radio Hour Podcast. Podcast. A Ghoulman Entertainment Production.